All right. Hey, at, at this time, it's my pleasure to introduce uh, Chaplain Carlos Ramos. He's in the traditional service most Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, and uh, or at 11.30, excuse me, contemporary service at 10 o'clock. But anyway, Chaplain Carlos, thanks. I know that you're not, uh, Carlos comes from a Methodist background, and I said, hey, I need you in the contemporary service. And he said, I've never been in the contemporary service. Well, he's, he's contemporary, he's like the rest of us. So anyway, hey, Carlos, come minister the word, please. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you all. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Happy for, for my wing chaplain, my, my senior pastor, man of God, that God bring us to here and together. I'm grateful for him. Grateful for the music team and the vocalists. Thank you. Thank you so much. I want to invite you to open your Bible in Job, chapter 42, verse 1 to 5. And if you please stand up, I will appreciate it. And my, my, my sermon this morning, this evening, uh, I titled The Jesus I Know, Job, verse 42, chapter 42, verse 1 to 5. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of your can be thwarted. You ask, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Suddenly I spoke of things. And I did not understand things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. And I wanted to read the last verse again. My ears had heard of you. But now my eyes have seen you. You may be seated. You know, be a pastor in this time is a big challenge. <laughs> as you know, uh, generations as generations, you know, each of generation present different challenges. When I was a senior pastor in Maryland, one of the young kids, 16 years old, asked me, hey, why do you want to be a pastor in these days? You know, we're difficult to you. Why you, you want it to be like that? You can be a lawyer. You can be a physician. You can be whatever you want. Why a pastor? Why, why you pick up that? Why you are sacrificed so much? Why is that? I don't understand. Go back to Puerto Rico. You're, you're fine there. That's your comfortable zone. That is awesome, Pastor. Why, why you choose it? You can build your own business. You can do whatever you want. I kept silence for a minute. It was a, as you know, it was a very challenged question. And this is what's my response in my heart. And this is why I wanted to talk about this. Let me tell you this. 
my, my brother, young kid. All I know is the Jesus that I know died for me. The Jesus that I know forgive me. The Jesus that I know fulfill his promises. Let me tell you tonight about the Lord that I know. And that's why I'm here as a pastor this evening. Probably you know the Lord that you're worshiping. Absolutely. I don't have any doubt of that. But in the midst of this deployment, in the midst of many things in your heart, when I was praying about this evening, Lord, what do you want to talk about? You know, you ask. And this is what God put in my heart for you. The Jesus that I know died for me. The Jesus that I know forgive me. The Jesus that I know fulfill his promises. I wanted to talk about the Jesus that I know. You know, when I said Jesus died for me, I will look into the John eyes and I said, hey, when I look at the cross of Calvary and I look at the scripture and I found Job saying, you ask who is that that obscure my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke things that I do not understand, things too wonderful to me to know. For me as a person, that means that even I do not have any reason to live in fear. Many times we live in fear. We're surrounded by many circumstances that we do not have the control. And sometimes you know and I know that we love control. And when something is not in our control, guess what happened? We're, we're, we're in fear. But let me tell you the good news. This is the Jesus that I know that died for me. In 1 John 4.18, they said, There is no fear in love. Listen. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. You hear that? Fear involves torment. But he who has fear has not been made perfect in love. We love him. Because he first loved us. Let me tell you this, my brothers and sisters. The Jesus that I know loved me first. And that is the only reason that I'm standing here in front of you and I'm a pastor. Because that love is powerful. That love is beautiful. That love is amazing. And I don't want it to live in fear. I don't know about you. But I don't want it to that. I choose the love of Jesus Christ. What do you choose tonight? Are you going to choose that powerful love? Because I wanted that love. Jesus died for me. What does that mean? I can live in freedom because I live in the truth of Lord Jesus. Jesus said one day in the Bible... If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and truth will set you free. I don't know about you, but I want freedom. One of the things that I love for our country is the idea of freedom. But let me tell you this. If you admire U.S. for that, I admire U.S. I admire my country, our country for that.
but the freedom that Jesus offered to us. <laughs> ay, 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 my brothers and sisters. That freedom is beautiful. That freedom is when you and me can be together with the Lord. That freedom is about that relationship that the Jesus is telling us tonight. I don't know for you, but for me as a pastor, I love my relationship with my Lord. You know why? Because I can live in freedom. I can say I am free because the Lord is died for me. Because the Lord already died in Calvary. When that young man asked me about what do you, why you're, you're a pastor, I told him, Jesus died for me. But I also told him, Jesus forgive me. Job said, sure, I spoke of things that I do not understand. Things too wonderful for me to know. You say, listen now and I will speak. I will question you and I shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. You know, I don't know for you, but if you read the story of Job, you will notice that at the beginning of the book, the author is describing him as a man of God. But I love when you and me say, hey, I love the Lord. Hey, I'm a Christian. I go every Sunday to church. Yes, I have a great life. Absolutely. But I love when Jesus, I don't know for you, but I love when Jesus challenged me and say, hey, Carlos, I know you love me. I got it. I know you decided for me. But let me tell you this. Every day that I go through and I say, Lord, why you ask me to be a pastor? Every time that I, I confront myself and say, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a repentant sinner, and I know that. But I have a lot of flaws. I'm not perfect. And Lord, remind me, Carlos, I forgive you. One day in my life, I wanted to be out of the Lord. I run away, far, far away. I don't want to see anything about the Lord. It is wonderful when the Lord, even I was running far away, he go to me and say, Carlos, stop running. So if you are those that you're running, yeah, you could be here, but you're running, let me tell you this. Stop running. You know why? Because Jesus forgive you and forgive me. The Jesus that I know already forgive me. Micaiah 7.19 said, You will again have compassion on us. You will treat us our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depth of the thief. You know, all our sins he will throw away. In a place that you and me cannot reach. So if you are those people that love to go back in your life. You hear me loud? <laughs> that you pass your past and you love to walk in the past. Let me tell you this. This is the good news for you tonight. The Lord that I know forgive my sins. 
And that means I don't have the authority. I don't have the power to go back to my sins. It's already done. It's, it's done. It's over. And Jesus is inviting us to a new life. And that means whatever happened in the past is already done. The Jesus that I know, forgive me. The Jesus that I know I can live this life because I found forgiveness. And when I found forgiveness, I can forgive myself. And I invite you, I challenge you, the Spirit challenge you to forgive yourself. Is there something in your heart, in your mind, in your past? Hey, let me tell you, tonight is a beautiful night to say, you know what? My Lord, forgive me. And because of that, I can live in a free life. I can say my love and the Lord is awesome. The love of the love is awesome. That love is awesome. Three times. That love is awesome. Four times. The Lord that I know, forgive me. The Jesus that I know, he needs to touch you and me, and everything will change. Luke 6.19 said, And the people all tried to touch him, because the power was coming from him and healing them all. See, all you need, all I need is that touch. And I ask you, are you ready for that touch? Because let me tell you this, the Jesus that I know touched my heart. And change my life. The Jesus that I know, He is wonderful to me. The Jesus that I know, when I have something, all He needs is touch my heart, and I'm in a new life. I don't know if you want that touch, but every night, every day when I wake up, I say, Lord, I want you to touch me because my, my, my life will change. My, 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 my ears will change. The way that I see the life will change. The way that I treat the people will change. The way that I see the situation will change all because you touch me. And I'm allowing you to touch my heart and my life. Are you allowing the Lord to touch you in your life? Do it. Just do it. And you will see the difference. The Jesus that I know fulfill his promises. Let me tell you this. I remember when I was a child, I asked my, I asked my father, Hey, father, you know, when I get to college, I want a car. <laughs> you know how it is. So he smiled and said, hey, I promise you that you will have a car. Hmm? Okay. So you know how it is when you're young, you, you have all these dreams. So I dreamed my car for college, and, and I was wondering how it will be. So as you know, the time, you know, fly, 12th grade, finish, <laughs> first First day in college, first time, and the car was not there. I was crying. And I said to my father, hey, father, you know, you promised me something. And as a son, I was waiting for you. You don't know how, how much time I wait for this time. 
And, and what happened? He'd smile and say to me, Carlos, sometimes we promise things and we do whatever we can to fulfill those promises. And sometimes we cannot, not because we don't want it. It's because it's difficult. There's something happened. I never understand that. I understand now as a father, what does that look like? But in that moment, I did not. But the Jesus that I know, every promise that he had for me is being fulfilled. The Jesus that I presented to you tonight is the Jesus that when you ask, he responds. The Jesus that I know in his word, in his scripture, is, is, is packed of promises. And it's beautiful to me when I write and, and read all that promises and I can see on them. I don't know about you, but when someone promised me something, I love that what they promise is fulfilled. Because that means I can trust. The Jesus that I know, I trust in him 100%. Because all the promises that he made it for us, he's been fulfilled. The Jesus that I know will help you to understand that he is not like us. He is the Lord, and he has the power. Isaiah 26.3 said, You will keep him in, perf in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And I think Jesus and the Lord made peace over problems. The Jesus that I know fulfilled his promises. Psalms 103, 2 and 3 said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. You know, the spirit, our spirit cannot forget how powerful is the Lord and his promises. The Jesus that I know, the Lord that I know, fulfill his promises. Philippians 4.19 said, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Jesus the Lord, by Jesus Christ. He knows your need. He knows my need. I wanted to finish with the bottom line. As you know, as a military, we love the bluff, right? Indeed. So this is the bottom line. This is the bluff. You ready? I am ready. Jesus is waiting for you and for me too. Accept the idea that he died for you and for me. And the intention of that is that you and me can have freedom in this life. Jesus is wanting for you and for me to accept that forgiveness that comes from his forgiveness and the impact of his death in Calvary. Because if we accept that forgiveness, we can be free and we can work with others and we can love others. The Jesus that I know is waiting for you and for me to believe in his fulfillment of his promises. Please, bow your head. Wow, Jesus. Hey, you know that what I will 
preparing this, I was, I was amazed by your word. I love you, Lord. You know that. And I hope that the word that you talk to us this evening go direct into our heart. And we understand that you die for us, you forgive us, and you will fulfill all the promises. Lord, thank you so much. Because as much I think, we do not deserve this. As much I think and overthink, and I look to myself, I know we, not, we do not deserve this. But we're grateful for you. Now I pray, by the authority that you gave us to be pastors, for my congregation right now, the people that are here, I don't know them, but you know them well. Supplied all needs, remembering them, how much you love them. And thank you for the opportunity that even this country do not have religious freedom. We have that here. Thank you so much, Lord, because you have all power, because you are the King of kings. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the one and only, the King of kings. Amen. God bless you all.
to you when temptations come my way and when I cannot stand or fall on you Jesus you're my hope and stay when I cannot stand or fall on you Jesus, you're my hope and stay. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. How I need one more time, Lord. I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need. My one defense, my righteousness, oh God, how I need you. Hallelujah. I read in CNN this past week where some person bought a, a, a big gem whose guardian paid three, 300 some dollars for this cheap piece of jewelry and then they just had it appraised it was worth i mean if you just go online i'm, I'm sorry i'm making up some numbers here but it was a couple hundred dollars this person paid for it and that was worth like 30 300 million dollars or whatever it's crazy you know sometimes we come to chapel and we we think ah that was i don't know it was 